Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
No matter how you say it, it only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you. American School of Symptometry is looking for dedicated students who want to learn how to eat scientifically and live a disease-free life. American School of Symptometry is the teaching and training arm of symptometry. We offer three types of scholarships to help you with the cost of educating yourself and learning how to cure disease at the cellular level. That's right, cure disease. Our mission statement is curing is proving. Check us out at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y dot com. You'll be glad you did. Or call us at 708-252-3621 for more information. That's 708-252-3621. American School of Symptometry. Tonight, the Coach K Radio and Sometimetry Night with I Love You. 
I love you. I love you. I'm just giving out the high-end emotions tonight, and I want to emote love from my heart to the center because the emotions and the feeling is the theme tonight. And whether you're listening live or whether you're catching us on the download, I love you, I love you, I love you. Look around like Santos said in the song and make sure every day you tell somebody that I love you. Whether it be a perfect stranger or somebody been on for 30 or 40 years, please express that divine healing energy of love. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You cannot express love too much to anybody on the planet. And no such thing as somebody ever dying from an overdose of love or, or, you know, a love surplus. That's what we are here for. Not only do we want an enzyme surplus, but we want a love surplus. Drop a bomb on them. Woo! Hey, how y'all doing tonight? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. <clears throat> I got so much information to share with y'all tonight. It is totally, totally, totally just mind-blowing just to me. I love being under the, you know, just being awe-inspired by the things that happen to me each and every day. Um, um, I love the literature that I read and come across with. And um, tonight I wanted to open up with a few passages from some literature that Coach Kair has been reading um, and just do a little commentary on that before I even uh, begin. Well, tonight, but the broadcast has already begun, but I just want to add this as a preamble so we can be in the right mindset. I think that this is a very uh, apropos type of setting to get us started tonight. Um, and this was laid on my spirit by my guides to share this with you all. And this is one of the things that I do in my coaching and my consultations with people is information that is channeled down through me, whether it be from my spirit or from my cells, I love to impart and share that with my listening audience and uh, my clients and my family and friends. But this was really um, placed on my heart to share tonight. Um, if you are interested in receiving your own personal consultation, uh, with Coach Kair, whether it be in nurturing, uh, EFT, relaxation is the key, or astrology or cosmophysics, please get please get in contact with me at 336-587-1215, 336-587-1215. Um, this first passage is from the Nine Insights for a Happy and Successful Life. You know, you're just sitting around sometimes and you say, man, I got a good idea. But that ideal can be looked at as an insight. Um, this book was written by a, a very close friend and teacher of mine, Dr. Mitchell Earl Gibson. You can find it over at tybro.com. You can just click on the products and you can find the books. Um, this is from the insight number five on page, on page 79. Your innermost thoughts are unique to the universe. And if all of you will take notes and stay with me tonight, you're going to see how we're going to weave all of this together. Um, in part, I'm going to start here with the, 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 this chapter is about negative thoughts and positive thoughts. And through scientific research, it shows that 77% of our thoughts are negative. 
research shows that 23% of our thoughts are positive and constructive in nature. Now, if we analyze the number of thoughts generated by an average person in one lifetime, you get about 1,872,000,000. And if you extract 23% from that, you come up with 430,560,000 thoughts in the course of a lifetime. Now, I know you're saying, well, what does this have to do with emotions and my five organs and, and, and damaging my emotions? Because emotions, write this down, is energy in motion. Energy in motion. And energy is electricity. And at the foundation of symptometry is cleaning up the blood so your blood can move at the speed of light because the blood also transports electricity as well as oxygen. And your brain waves and your thoughts are carried by electrical currents, which is energy. So what you can think can determine your personal emotional output. So there's a 77% chance that a negative thought could trigger negative emotions, but there's also a 23% chance that you can have positive, constructive emotions. Let me continue. If we examine the 23% of our thoughts that are positive and constructive and then look at the number of them that happen in a single day, we find that we generate more than 14,950 happy, positive thoughts per day. So imagine that now. you got 14,950 happy, positive thoughts per day. Thomas Edison once said that the genius is 99% perspiration, that's the work ethic, and 1% inspiration. For the sake of discussion, let us accept this statement as an accurate reflection of the conditions of our thoughts. If only 1% of these happy, positive thoughts are insightful, life-changing, and, in a word, brilliant, then each one of us has almost 150 of them per day. Now, you take 150 thoughts, and then you divide that up by 24 hours, and what do you get? Each of us has more than half a dozen brilliant, life-changing thoughts every hour of every day. That's six thoughts per hour that are brilliant and insightful. They're inspiring your emotions. They're keeping you out of a form of anxiety and depression. If you suffer from anxiety and depression, you have been suppressing these 23% thoughts, these six thoughts per hour, which is on an average every 10 minutes. You could have a stroke of genius come through and brilliance come through your mind that could change your life forever. More importantly, these brilliant life-changing thoughts are unique to each of us. Please remember that. That's taken in part from the nine insights for a happy and Mitchell Gibson. Now, the second part of this sandwich is from page 114 on an in-depth study of the most complete person written by the founder of Symptometry, Dr. Maxwell Narty. So this is where the creativity of Symptometry comes in when you start saying, I'm going to put this with this to make sure my cells are nurtured. Please listen carefully. Chapter 21 the master strategy for health, in part. In order to be healthy or to prevent a disease, 
order to be healthy or to prevent a disease, a person must develop a master strategy. The master strategy consists of knowing, one, who he or she is as a person. Two, what his or her cells use after cell division to produce the body essentials. What his or her cells use after cell division to produce body essentials. Three, where to find the raw materials to produce the body essentials. And four, where lay the booby traps in food, water, drugs, beverages, herbs, and dietary supplements. And if I was standing before the board of directors tonight for my final exam to become a symptometrist, I would say I would like to add on to this chapter, this this this, this paragraph, and say, where lie the booby traps in our emotions? Where is the booby trap in our emotions? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me as I open up the show. Tonight we're going to add the rocket fuel at the top tier performance level. Y'all better get ready because you and know. Let's just keep on coming. I cannot do this show without my esteemed panel, without my ace, Kum Boom, my number one. He's been here since day one, and he's just keep on churning. I think tonight is our 50th show in a row. Now, this is a dream show. come true. Yes. He's the director of the American School of Symptometry. He's an engineer. He's an Omega Sci-Fi. He's a great husband. He's a great son. He's a great friend. A naturopath, a uh, a, 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 a doctor of the Chinese Oriental medicine, so many things. It's just hard to even categorize them. We're just gonna have to call him by what is what we call him professionally. Y'all, please put your hands together for Dr. Charlie Adams. It's awesome, baby. Dr. Abbott, welcome to the show tonight. How you feeling this evening? Well, thank you, Coach, for having me, and it really feels good to be here, and it's always great to hear your voice, and and just the uh, the introduction is enough to make the night for me, so I really appreciate that, and I'm feeling good. Excellent. Can you tell that I already um, am wired up tonight and laying out the Molotov cocktails with the rocket fuel already? Absolutely. I, I see the rocket fuel and I see the reserve tank over there also. And it's amazing that this is actually the 50th show. Uh, it's really t- how time flies. But it also shows you how how important it is to, to spread this, this message around symptometry and, and the things that it brings to the table for humanity. So, you know, we can't even, you know, we don't get bored by listening to these shows. Hmm. I want to say that I just want to get everybody's visualization straight. We are going into the emotions tonight, the emotional body. I asked Dr. Abbott to come in tonight. I kind of challenged him 
because I know this is one of the areas of his expertise with his background in Chinese Oriental naturopathic medicine. And that system is far greater than 10,000 years old. And I said, I wanted to come in. And as I prepared for the show, I had to make sure I had a nice meal laid in front of me. It's a nice meal. My manager, who I won't say her name, but her initials are BN, she don't want me eating while I'm on the show, but I'm gathering my raw essential, raw the materials to produce my brain essentials here in front of me, which consists of a nice glass of pineapple juice, some nice halal goat and lamb that's stewed up with some potatoes and carrots, laid a bed of some basmati rice with a little turmeric seasoning to give it a little color, with some turnip greens mixed with bok choy, and some navy beans prepared scientifically. All of this besides some fresh biscuits with pineapple jam on top of it. Can I get everybody to say, It's awesome, baby! Do you have a Thanksgiving meal there, Coach? (laughs) (laughs) This This is how normal symptometrists eat on a regular basis when they're really serious about their craft. So I'm right. sure Dr. Knight right, right. he's got the meals together and puts them away. I'm sure oh, the yeah. staff of Symptometry, who has um, written a delicious Symptometry cookbook that you can find over at symptometrybooks.com, I'm sure that everyone who took part in that book as well um, was very, you know, profound in putting away these type of meals. And I know you and your lovely wife, uh, are not shame at all to uh, put away a nice meal like this to make sure that we are have the essentials in our body to make sure that the cells are nourished so that we can be here um, over the course of the next 10,000 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. You did a good job on putting together that meal, Coach. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what was a little bit of, did you have any feedback before you get started on your topic about the insights and how these insights are revealed to us? We used to call them DNA explosions, but now I call them cellular explosions, how when the nurturing comes, these ideals come to you through, the, through, through, through forms of insights and how having a master strategy, how those two components have worked for you in your life Dr. Abbott, since you've been involved in uh, the symptometry renaissance? Well, you know, you know what brought me to symptometry. It was my own challenges, my own health challenges, even being in the field of, you know, Asian medicine myself. So symptometry, you know, I really just wanted to, you know, one of the things that I learned from one of my first teachers was a uh, uh, Ishmael Jamal and also Gershom Wynn, there was actually two of them. And they said, well, if you want to be a master, do what masters do. And so, you know, I find, you know, Dr. Nolly is, is quite accomplished. So the time that I spent, spent with him, the times I spent conversing with him, communicating with him, I've only been able to implement those things that, that he does that I see that work and and I listen. And so what I have found is that my life has started to transform just based on those 
simple principles, based on those scientific simple principles. And so for me, I really just find it really, really encouraging to know that, that we're really just touching the tip of the iceberg. We have so much more to do. And you being in symptometry, being on his radio show, interacting with everyone, just as you you spoke up earlier about energy and motion, emotions are energy and motion. We have an emotional body, and therefore that emotional body has to be nourished and it has to be healthy as well. So these are things that as we go along, as I've gone along in my personal process with symptometry and with other things that I've done to get me to this point, I can only look forward to even greater things to come and even those aha moments and those wow moments to say, okay, I'm on the right track and this journey of life is definitely worth living and more than I expected. And that is, that's serious. Well, you already set it up with the emotional body. Uh, a lot of people are unfamiliar that unfamiliar with the fact that when you are studying in some sciences these five elements um, of fire, earth, air, water, and ether, and their interplay and interactions that they are directly related to the five major organs of the body. Um, tonight, we understand that as nurturing the emotional body is so serious that we really wanted to delve into this at a high level. But keep it basic. We want people to be able to follow those who are taking notes, those who are in the um, in the Academy of, uh, I'm sorry, in the, well, they're in the Academy of Cosmophysics because they're listening to the show as well, how you can apply this to the anatomical structure of the human body and those who are in the American College of Optometry as well, those taking the six-month certificate course as well as those who are fully-fledged and, and, and involved in becoming optometrists. Um, Dr. Abbott, let me see, could you please go into explaining and talking about the relationship um, in, the, in, in the way that you see fitting of these five elements. Could you introduce uh, us to them? And I also have a special guest that's going to be joining us in about 10 minutes, Seabock uh, Jonathan Cunningham uh, from Shindow Energy Arts. This is also right up his alley. He's nurturing of little Xavier down in Florida right now, so he'll be on shortly. But I'd like for you to get the ball rolling uh, before he comes in and then bringing in hopefully Dr. Wannick and then Dr. Uh, Nardi about the five elements and, you know, just give us some background on the five elements and then you can just write into how they uh, relate to the five major organs. So please, five major organs, five major elements first. Well, first, Coach, we have to look at, the void is what we call the mega force in symptometry. And one thing that I really, really appreciate as I've, I've put this together, because one of the things that I first um, 
got from uh, Dr. Nardi is that I wanted to see how I pieced these things together as it related to what my background was. And, of course, it was from a philosophical but also from a, a science and an engineering background, so we're talking about electric, electricity as well. And But when we speak of the cosmology, and, and many of us look at, we see the yin-yang symbol there, the black and white with the with the white dot in the black area and the, and the black dot in the white area, you know, that we call the 30% in Tai Chi, 30, 70, 30. Um, but in the void, there was, there was nothing. And so in centometry, there's a way that that is also explained as to how the gases were compressed and the atoms started to jiggle, to jiggle, and from that, heat was produced. So then we have all of these things coming together. And with light, with friction, with heat, things disperse. And so in Asian medicine, we call these five elements stardust. So each one of these elements, based upon heat, based upon location and the, and the amount of gravity that was associated with it, they broke off into five, what we call five elements. So we have fire, you know, earth, metal, water, and wood. And each one of them in this system, and this system is it belongs to the world. Not you know it, it really does. And I and based upon my my own research, each one of these has a correspondent and an organ that's associated with it. But they also have now because we live in a world of polar opposites, if you will, with the yin and yang, there's going to be in each element two specific organs. So these organs themselves have an emotional component to them. And they have a season, a time of day, um, specific body areas, organs, and things like that. So say, for instance, let's start off with fire because that is the light of the world, the fire element, interestingly enough, has not only two organs in it, but actually four, because they speak of the emperor, the emperor of fire, which is considered the pericardium, and what they call the sanjiao is the three heaters, which some of us call the tree of life, or and we can see that on our bodies as well, what I call melanocytes. Okay, that's you know, our eyes, the, the, the third eye or the pineal gland, the two eyes, the nipples, the heart, and the ovaries or testicles and the uterus or the uh, penis for the, male, for the male. So this is these are what we call the three burner areas, upper, middle, and lower jowl, or bowels as, as they are called. So this is what we call the amplifier. Then we have what they call the, um, the basically the, the king fire or uh, this is the fire or the minister of fire, if you will. And this is more like your scientist or your medicine man or shaman or something of that nature. And that, that is the um, heart and the small intestine. Now, those four fit into the fire category, so ultimately we really have six elements instead of five. However... As you move along, you go into the earth element, which is associated with the stomach and the spleen. And then 
into uh, the metal element, which is the lungs and the large intestine, and so on to the water element with the kidneys and the urinary bladder, and then over to wood with the gallbladder and the liver. And each one of these elements is a parent and a child. And that is the relationship because they all feed off of each other. The same way in syntometry, we say that everything is connected. So this connection it has been and it always has been there. And this is where all of the schools of acupuncture, martial arts, diet from an Asian perspective. And they were trying to put this together even back then, astrology, feng shui, the way of the wind and the water, tui na, which is a form of Chinese massage and body work. So this is this is where the chiropractic system comes out of what we call tui na. And then the uh, fasting and meditation. Now, if you were in the six-month course, you heard Dr. Nadi talk about it. And those are the students that in the American School of Symptometry, he spoke on all of these different areas. Because here, we're dealing primarily with energy, but also we're dealing with food and substance. However, we did not have the science based upon symptometry, thanks to chromatography that we have now. Now we can use these things to show how there is a correlation. And that is primarily what we're doing, is, is we're making this, this correlation. So from an emotional perspective, let's just look at the, the time of the summer. This is the time of the summer, which is joyful. You know, everyone's outside, they're going to the park, to the beach, concerts, things of that nature. They're really, really expressing themselves. Their bodies or what we call in a maximum expansion mode because fire expands. So we're, in, we're, we're, ex, we're expanding now. People expand in the summertime. Okay, so this is where there's joy. But then there's also another side to it that outside of joy there can be impatience as well. And all of that has a major issue that can cause issues with our heart and our blood vessels. Now, this is just one, just focusing on one season because there's so many of these correspondences that we can go into each season, which we probably could do one for each season as we go along. However, at, at this time, we just really want to give a, a, a basic example because here in centometry, we know that if you eat certain foods like nuts, that have cyanide, they will twist the blood vessels, which in turn slows down circulation, slows down the blood, actually creates poisons in the in the body, but it also can cause issues like something where someone would have a cardiac arrest or have a heart attack or something of that nature. This is how we can make these correlations, especially from the perspective in which I've, I've studied uh, medicine. So, again, you know, just starting out to see emotionally how joy is important. But at the same time, we can have absolutely too much joy because you can go from a really high state to a depressed state. Okay, so, and they all can, so therefore, there needs to be a level of balance associated with all of these elements. The same thing as if we go to the winter time where 
That is maximum compression because it's associated with water. And if you really think about water, water we can't you can't compress water any more than it is. It's what we so we call it maximum contraction. So here again, this is a, a demonstration on it of the polar opposites between fire and water. And we know that water puts out fire, but we also know that in a in a sense fire can transform water into steam. So this is how just on a basic level, we can go into these areas. So, again, to go from extreme joy to paranoia. And, you know, one thing in centometry, we have something called SPOMAD, which is the health on the seven fronts, which is sexual, physical, organ-wise, mentally, metabolically, Emotional, and we just spoke of emotions and systemically. Those are the on the seven fronts, and you see how we can weave weave the five elements in there together. And as you think about what acupuncture, Asian medicine, all these energy modalities that we are using today are are part of our lives all based upon electricity. And the ultimate goal of centometry is really about making sure that the body produces electricity. Sure, we use Tai Chi and Qigong as a way to store and to conserve the energy. That's That was the technology that they had at that time. But now we can use that and the knowledge and wisdom that we have that, that has come about with symptometry to go further. Thank you. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <clears throat> I'm going to get into a little of the details, um, the intricacies um, now about even how we came to this particular uh, subject tonight. Uh, I'm on Instagram. And uh, something like Twitter, social organization, but I often post pictures of um, symptometry in action in my day. If you are on um, Instagram, you can follow me at Coach Kair, K H A Y R, and you can also go and search up under the hashtag symptometry. You can also search under scientific eating, and you will see posts that are symptometry-related. Um, there was a post by Ms. Jai, M-I-S-Z-J-A-I, and she said it was a picture, and I copied it on the screen and sent it to Dr. Nard, I mean, Dr. Abbott, and I said, I think this would be a fabulous topic. You and I have talked about, but I think it's to let it out, you know, and, and, and give it a more Are you there? Anger weakens the liver. Grief weakens the lung. Worry weakens the stomach. Stress weakens the heart and brain. And fear weakens the kidneys. 
And then it said, pass from all these, and you will be well and healthy. So stay happy, healthy, and fit. Uh, Think good, feel good, do good, help the needy, save Mother Nature and humanity. Um, I'd like to get into those specifics of just those five. Uh, Anger in the liver, grief in the lungs, worry in the stomach, stress in the heart and brain, and fear in the kidneys. Um, if you like to use an ex- if you like to use examples or whatever particular style or way that you uh, find the most efficient, Doctor Abbott, I would like for you to start with anger weakens the liver, and explain to our uh, listening audience um, how that is happening, and also how do we counteract that? Well, you know the. the- the thing is, is that as human beings, we, we will experience all these emotions because in order for us to actually know something, we need to experience it. However, with anger, anger is necessary because it helps us to get things done. Oftentimes, it can help help, help us focus. However, when it stagnates, that's when it becomes a problem, when it gets locked. So it has to circulate so that it can be so that that anger can then be changed into joy, which is in the heart. Because again, each one of these elements feed off the other. So just like when we look at, we think of anger being associated with what we call wood or foliage. That is the fuel for the fire, which is in the heart. And one of the things that we used to you know, we used to always speak about in in in, in, um, in school was how these artificial hearts will never work, even though they have electricity in them, they pump the blood and everything, but they don't have the fire element or the emotional component to it. And rarely do you ever see someone with an artificial heart go for over a year. You know, they, they go. So going back to anger, anger needs to feed something else. And our body actually has to move because anger is associated with part of, of movement as the five element correspondence is associated with wind. And wind moves, you know, it's always moving. And so that's why with anger, it's a necessary emotion in its proper amount and at a specific time that is necessary, either when someone needs to get something done or to move out of a certain situation. But when anger is suppressed, when the emotion is suppressed, when someone stews on it, then it gets stuck, and then it can cause a detrimental effect to the liver because the liver circulates the blood. It's one of the major organs for circulating and storing the blood and disseminating certain body essentials and making certain body essentials. So therefore, being that anger is associated with it, and as you can see, think about people who drink alcohol. Think about what alcohol does. They get, you know, you see people hearing the people getting angry when they drink. And the effects of it is some type of liver disease. It's because this is where the chi or the electricity 
from the five element perspective get stuck. But we also to know that there's poisons and toxins that take residence there and then the person has a chronic issue with anger and to the point where it can take them over. And the antidote of that is is to clear that up. So knowing how to eat scientifically, knowing how to clear the liver, even certain Qigong exercises, liver, what we call the liver flush, things, things like that. But those are necessary because the liver needs to be clean, but it cannot handle saturated fats and things like that or, or nuts because then when the liver shuts down, then it affects the tendons, the ligaments, which is, you know, one of the reasons why we have so many chronic illnesses, especially pain syndrome illnesses. Okay. Coach? I'm here, I'm here. Yes, thank you, Dr. Abbott. Uh, I'd like for you to now go to uh, grief weakens the lungs. Can you explain how grief weakens the lungs? Well, you know, the lungs are, you know, basically a pair of organs, if you will. Ultimately, some people have, most people have two lungs, except for I know the, the current Pope, he, I, I believe he only has one lung. Or not. Yeah, he only has one lung. And uh, the lungs, again, this is associated with a specific time of the year, according to these correspondences, which is the fall season, which is a dry, which is more of a drying season, even. And it's associated with with metal and the times between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. And the lungs being associated with grief because perhaps in a loss, a relationship, someone passing away, a loss of a specific possession or an employment or career or something of that nature, a person will feel sad. So the sadness will reside itself in the lungs. Now, this is okay because we need, if we need to cry and express these sorrows, it's just, again, a part of the movement of the five elements. I mean, how many people you know that have dry eyes? You know, I mean, someone says dry eyes, but if they have dry eyes, they, you know, it's as if to say, okay, this is a callous person. So if you see someone who has had a difficult time, this this is being able to have and feel and express sympathy. So crying over a loss is fine. It's better to do that than to hold it in because then ultimately you'll have a mixture of a mixed bag of things because within all of these emotions, 
reside the other four because that's what keeps the ball rolling. Now, expressing this, this grief is healthy, however, to dwell on it. So say, for instance, someone has you know, had a, you know, experienced a loss and then they're still grieving five years later behind that loss. Ultimately, this is how it shows up. Um, I know you uh, remember uh, Christopher Reeve, who who played in who played Superman and all those movies, and he was uh, paralyzed for many many years, and his wife took care of him. She ultimately took care of him, and then at his death, it was a very short time later that she was diagnosed with lung cancer. Now, here's a woman who did not smoke, you know, that, you know, obviously she was not a smoker and things like that. However, it was the intense sadness that this was able to express itself in her in her emotional body. So this was a, a way in which the emotions can take over a person. I just saw an article yesterday where this couple was married for over 75 years and the husband died on Saturday and then the wife died on Sunday. So that amount of grief can actually express itself in many, many, in many, many levels in different ways. So it's an important aspect, but at the same time, it's not one to which we have to hold on. And I had a case with someone in symptometry who had been grieving the loss of a loved one, and we were able to give her a particulate, and in a matter of 12 hours, she was turned around, and she actually had seen many, many practitioners and physicians and no one actually dealt with that issue for her, and she's gone to many support groups as well. But, however, as we went along and she used the particulate for grief, we were able to shift it, and she's much happier now, and she's a totally different person. As we say around... You know how uh, you know what we say around here. It's awesome, baby. Right. We love those. We love those. We love those success stories. Uh, how about worry in the stomach and stress in the heart and fear in the kidneys? I want you to uh, bring those into play as well, and then I'm gonna uh, bring Dr. Weinick on, and she's in the queue. I'd like for her to press one. I'm gonna bring her in after. Uh, after you talk about worry in the stomach, stress in the heart and brain, and uh, fear in the kidneys. And I'm going to see if I can find Seabot uh, Cunningham as well. Well, again, Coach, these are all things that we see, people with stomach upset. They have difficulty. They say, oh, I have a nervous stomach. You know, I just can't keep anything down. It's, again, all an expression of emotional issues, and this is what we call pensiveness, the ability that the mind doesn't shut down. It's just constantly racing like a hamster on a hamster wheel. You know, the person is not producing enough 
brain essentials, enough serotonin. And, you know, we actually need that. We actually need that in order for us to have a, to be in a, a calm state, in an uplifting uh, state, if you will. They're not eating enough foods that have phenylalanine in it, which, of course, we know is lamb and, and um, perhaps oatmeal if you don't have high blood pressure. Uh, these are, and goat as well, these are, these are very important because the, the worry and anxiety can show up even in the person um, when they go, you know, go to the, to, the, to the bathroom, you know, to have bowel movement. This is all an expression of things can be a form of diarrhea. I mean, we've heard of athletes before, uh, a big game of performance, they have to go and throw up a regurgitate just to settle themselves. They call it butterflies. But these are all those emotions that are just hovering. Same thing with with fear as well. You know, uh, fear resides in the kidney. Uh, that is that's one of the things. But it, there's also courage there. But the fear can hold the individual back, and uh, and that's what we see a lot in our society is, is the fear because just based upon the things that are broadcast to us in, in, the, in the common media and the main media basically are actually developing these fears or actually reinforcing them, if you will. So these are things that when you incorporate certain patterns, certain habits in your life, that they can be overcome, all right? And um, go, go ahead. Had a question. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just, I was just making some 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 internal sound effects over here about just getting control hey, yeah. of your life. Well, of course, you know that you know sounds go along with that as well, right? Each one of them has a sound. <laughs> you know, whether it's a groan or a singing voice or you know a crackling voice or something like that, they all relate to these personalities. And you know, there's five element personalities. Each one of them has a place, and we at the same time we also know that each element. And and what I really found interesting when we made this connection is that, you know, we say symptometry, and, and you know the, the science says we're ninety-four percent water, and each one of these corresponding there's specific points on the body that are related to the water element, and they call them, you know, the Jing well or the Ying spring or the Shu string or the, or the Jing river or the Hussey point. Um, we're talking about water. And this this water is what is primarily what we are. But we have to, but at the same time, we have to have enough electricity flowing in order for us to be healthy and maintain our wellness. So again, this is this is the interplay between elements and everything. I can just say, just looking at that yin yang symbol, we can actually just take it and say, okay, let me put the entire, all of my thoughts and information on there because it's all about electricity and energy, and at the same time, there's science in there as well. We just have to know how to 
find it and decode it. And that's ultimately what symptometry has helped me to do. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo-wee! Once again, you all are rocking with the best. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, um, but you know what? And the hits just keep on coming. It's not over. It's not over because I got my other special guest, my other my other scientist, you know, my other sister from another mother, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Weinick. I want y'all to put y'all hands together for Dr. Elizabeth Weinick. Scientist extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Good evening, Good evening Dr. Coach. Weinick. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Weinick. Dr. Rabbit. Hey. I am blessed by the best and too sexy to be stressed. Dr. Weinick, you know me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening in tonight yeah, yeah. and... um We've been talking about emotions and the organs. And I just want you just to come in the game and just talk about, just just, just express whatever's on your heart right now about if you want to just add on to what Dr. Nardi was building on or some maybe some cases that you've studied on your own or if there's some, just some further insight that you can add on this particular subject, it would be greatly appreciated. Well, I think Dr. Abbott put it, um, beautifully, you know, talking and starting the discussion about the void and, and energy and ultimately the, the physical body is a manifestation of a combination of forces. And religions, uh, philosophies uh, throughout the ages, whether it's uh, Buddhism, whether it's the Bhagavad Gita, whether it's the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Native Native traditions, Islam, um, etc. It's and even science. It's it's the, the attempt to express and um, define what what is known at a very deep level, um, which is coming from the cell. Um, because the cell is the interface between, and actually the nucleus of the cell, the interface between the void and physical matter. And the human body is composed of different energies, which Dr. Abbott just so eloquently discussed, and perhaps your other, your, it sounds like your other guest is going to go into the energy centers of the body. Um, but some people also define it as different types of bodies, the etheric body, the physical body, the emotional body, uh, the mental body, the spiritual body. And ultimately, the body at ease is completely flowing. And in the, in the physical world, that flow means energy moves without impediment. Uh, the impediment in symptometry is a physical blockage 
of flow of all the elements that we just discussed, the earth element, the fire element, the water element, um, the, the ether element, the metal element, uh, the elemental nature of the body, which is even manifested on a scientific plane in the elemental chart. There's just, you know, all of creation in a way is just, uh, just doing their best to express um, the the really enormity and the the pure really unimaginable possibility that 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 we're living every day. Um, but addressing addressing the issues of impediment, whether it's physically ionizing uh, impediments uh, using the principles of symptometry, or working on the impediments to flow of emotional energy. It, it, as Dr. Abbott said, we, we are emotional beings. I, I call it, we're on a reconnaissance mission. That we're like a, I don't know, like a satellite or uh, kind of like a robot that's just sort of observing and beaming information somehow back somewhere that we're feeling, we're, we're feeling, we're thinking, we're breathing, we're, we're, we're sentient beings. And we laugh, we, we cry, we sing, we dance, um, we, we eat, we poop, <laughs> we pee, we sweat. We are, we are doing things, but it's the attachment to a given emotion that stops the flow. And that's where the dis-ease comes. So addressing issues of how to live the emotions, to feel the emotions, to move the emotions, just as in nature, nature moves to the seasons, hot and cold, um, humid and dry, day and night. It's a movement of energy, and it's the energy flowing unimpeded that is where life is lived at ease. So things that are done, as I said, from a um, perspective of not attaching to that emotion and understanding that I am an emotional being and I'm, you know, just like children. They're crying one minute and the next, the next minute they're laughing. They don't hold on to their emotions, but they're going through a range of emotions, just like adults do. But as we get um, further into our adult life, there starts to be an attachment that emotions and I start to identify with those and that's where the impediment to flow um, uh, happens. And it can happen on an, an intellectual plane as well. The, the brain is really only able to do one of two things and that's answer yes or no questions, an X or an O. And the same mentally, if we become attached to um, being right or wrong, that's an impediment to flow any, uh, as well. And, and, and dressing any part of the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, the etheric body, the physical body, um, then because the energy is all connected, one part affects the other. And so the perfect example that Dr. Abbott um, gave about the patient that had been to multiple different practitioners uh, with emotional issues and addressing 
uh, of issues with the particulate cleared it up almost immediately. So if you release the impediment to flow in one place, it's going to affect the flow in the other place. And the important thing about symptometry and nurturing the cells with what what is required uh, for them, then there's an automatic tuning into positive vibrations. Um, because when the cells are being nourished in the way that they desire and want, um, that the, vi- the vibrational energy that, as I said, starts without form in the nucleus of the cell is then manifested in the physical world as just smoothness and evenness. So understanding that everything is connected um, and everything works best unimpeded, we actually start letting go of things and supporting supporting ourselves um, with what they need and they'll, they'll, they'll take care of the rest because they're moving with an intelligence that is hard to even begin to comprehend at a level that only stand, understands yes or no. The, the working of the cell will never be comprehended in, in, a, in, in a world where there's only questions or answers. So I'll leave it at that and uh, wait to hear more about uh, the energy the energy centers of the body. I hope everybody was listening closely what I had to bring it in when she was doing it. Dr. Dr. Abbott, I know he laughed, but I got to do it one more time for Dr. Wyman. I hope I, I hope every student in the American School of Symptometry is downloading this show and recording and writing that down almost transcription wise what Dr. Uh Wynick just dropped on us. That one whew, boy, I'm almost ready for the show to be over. This is as a matter of fact, Dr. Wynick, I'm over here right now printing out on glo- high glossy paper in color different um, diagrams to go back and take notes on. Like I'm printing out a bunch of different five-element diagrams uh-huh. right now, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm going to put them on my wall and um, really get into a lot of what you came, the yes or no piece, how our brain functions and the intelligence that we can't even begin to comprehend and, Oh, so many of those. You gave me about three shows right there. That, I mean, that was almost about It's really fascinating. I'll have to give you this, um, this reference that if you look at the energies that Dr. Abbott was discussing, or the, fire, the elemental nature, and the earth is at, in the center of, of our individual universe. And in um, uh, the description in Chinese medicine, um, then the the air and the fire and the water are surrounding um, the earth. And as these energies move, um, they create 
geometry, the interactions between the fire element, the earth element, the wood element, the water, and the metal element, because of the relationships and the flow between those elements, it starts to set up patterns of geometry within the circle. And it's really fascinating to see, you know, the, the mathematics of all this, too. But it's, there, there's this science hidden in, in all of the disciplines, as Dr. Nardi would say, you know, sciencia is knowledge. And that's what the, 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 the spirit is, is, is so wanting to express. The, the the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. She's on fire, baby. She's on fire. Everybody duck down. Duck. And the hits just keep on coming. See, Dr. Weinig is trying to help me maintain my focus because when she started saying the earth being at the center and the geometrical figures... I said, is she getting ready to go ahead and let's make this turn this into an astrology show tonight, or do we have to yeah. wait and come back and reschedule that? Because I was just, you started talking because something was just coming to me about the the, the elemental of uh, the energy matter of the moon, you know, ruling the sign of cancer and controlling our emotions tonight, and we just had the grand sextile in the tropical system. Now I know you're dealing in the Vedic, but in the tropical system we had the Star of David present in the sky last night where there was a trine of uh, major planets in water elements, uh, which was Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio. And then there was also another trine involving the earth element uh, of Taurus, uh, Virgo, and Capricorn. And the moon was uh, very prominent in the sign of Taurus, and, you know, that's about value and how we now, I just look at it as being very apropos that we are still talking about the value of our emotions, you know, really realizing that, you know, it's very valuable that we control our emotions. And as I look right now at 9, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, the moon is currently at 22 degrees in Taurus. So this is very apropos tonight that we're talking about the value of emotions tonight as the moon is over there relaxing and maxing in uh, Taurus. I do apologize to my non-astrological students, but sometimes me and Dr. Uh, Weinick, we just have to discuss some things in front of you all. <laughs> and uh, hopefully one night, we can uh, have her on, and we can come into a discussion of symptometry uh, with her and I from an astrological background and influence as we went into one of the specialties of Dr. Abbott tonight. Um, I am always eager to have that conversation with one of the hobbies of Dr. Um, Dr. Weinick. She, she, she doesn't consider herself a professional astrologer, but she is very, very, very adept at the craft and uh one of my role models to um to just 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 understanding how to utilize those energies in her career and uh be successful so 
Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Weinick, for giving me show number five and show number uh, six tonight. But just to add, it's it's not just the the, the geometry um, and the mathematics of astrology. What I'm also talking about is the ge- geometry and the mathematics of energy movement that's expressed in the Chinese system of medicine. It's also expressed um, in quantum physics. It's expressed in sacred geometry. Uh, quantum physics and the void is uh, the void is the presence of all possibilities. So even though things look chaotic, there is a science and there is a system to all of this um, that is functional, as I said, uh, in a place that's, that's hard to imagine from the limited mind. And that's where, when there is a release and allowing a flow of the energies, that's when it becomes more clear that there's organization behind all this chaos, what seems to be chaos um, to the mind. So it's it's pretty amazing, really. And, and symptometry is um, a major avenue um, uh, for the experience of what I'm talking about. Totally agree. Once I once again, and the hits just keep on coming. It's awesome, baby. Whew. Let me let me go get my other doctor, Doctor Abbott. I know you're just sitting over there, just 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 your ears burning up. Do you, do you want to have a, a, a small comment on uh, some of them bombs Doctor Winant was dropping before I bring in my other bomb maker, Seabot uh, Cunningham? Well, just go ahead on bringing in the other bomb maker right now, because you know you might as well just go ahead and you know get a, a just a big explosion here. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, this next this next guest and uh, my personal invitee to the panel has been a personal friend of mine for uh, probably um, right around almost twenty years. He is my senior in the martial arts. One of my mentors, um, just an all-around great guy, uh, the father of the I think 26th or 27th symptometry-born baby. Um, he's been practicing the, these arts and crafts for about 15, 16 years, and I really wanted to bring him in just from the aspect of um, how he sees these five elements, um, destructive and constructive. Y'all, please. It's awesome, baby. Put your hands together for my brother and yours, Bob Cunningham. <laughs> hey, what's happening, Coach? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. What's happening, big brother? Hey, Dr. Abbott, Dr. Wining, and everybody listening. All right. Can y'all hear me? I know. Oh, absolutely. I know you've been uh, listening in as uh, Dr. Wining was flying around in her F-14 stealth bomber. And uh, Dr. Weiner, he did it up with his B1 bomber. So uh, I just wanted to, you know, just bring in people who express who have 
know about how our emotions affect our health and, um, you know, and concerning, you know, our five major organs, you know, liver, lung, stomach, hearts, and brain, the kidneys, uh, anger, grief, and stress, and fear. I just wanted to, you know, give you an opportunity to uh, uh, share uh, how you look at it scientifically and also how you use this in your classes. I know that you have uh, Qigong classes and Reiki classes as well to heal people and optimize their wellness. You know, how important to you is a subject like this and making it known to people? Well, I think is I think is um, very important when you really get in depth to what each when when you talk about the emotions dealing with each element and understand how to recognize when someone is say um, expressing or holding in too much of a certain emotion, then you can kind of prescribe different movements or, you know, mantras, chants, or what have you, practices that can help alleviate that um, particular um, emotion or help to to release it, to bring it out. Like if someone is um, expressing too much, too much hatred or impatience that may affect their heart, you can, you know, maybe offer them some, some sort of, Water or some type of practice that will that will bring a more flow or more um, openness, something that a courage, courageousness, something that deals with the water element to kind of get that stagnation flowing. So it's it's many different ways, you know, um, movement wise, and you know each element has a chant or um, a word of power that is associated with it that can also help to alleviate some of those um, stagnations. So basically I've used some of the practice, practices that my teacher brought to me about moving these energies about and not allowing them to just kind of sit in, in the place and being able to recognize when someone is, you know, expressing too much anger or having a lot of grief or, you know, so he, he not only went into the negative aspects but also the positive aspects of, um, of 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 each of each organ. So with you know with water you got gentleness, or with the kidneys there's gentleness, and then with the liver there's there's kindness, and then with the heart there's joy and love and openness in the in the spleen and you know courageousness with the lungs. So all these elements have, as Dr. Abbott spoke of this yin and yang aspect. So knowing this, studying this, practicing this, and ultimately being able to share this has been like an ongoing process to me. And now coming into symptometry and and a lot of the precepts that go along with with this system, I've learned that the the ultimate glue to all this is is genuine nurturing of yourself and of others. And that nurturing of myself, which I've attributed to a lot of these practices that I've been so blessed to um, have been brought my way. Um, 
So nurturing as in doing your your Tai Chi or your Qigong or your meditation or your prayers, that's what I like to term self-nurturing. And then being able to share these things with others, it allows them to, you know, realize these blockages that are going on inside of them because it's easy to prescribe something to someone, but if they don't realize it themselves, then, you know, it's a, it's a good chance that that same blockage or emotion can have a tendency to represent itself. So I'm all about empowerment. You know, that's been the word of the month for me, especially since taking that entrance, entrance exam. So um, that's, that's basically what it is. I feel like when, the, when Dr. Abbott was speaking on electricity, you know, how do we get that electricity going? How do we keep it going? It's automatic. It's, I mean, it's going to run through the body, but to run at an optimal level, you have to do certain things. You have to eat scientifically. You have to, you know, commit yourself to nurturing in all aspects of life. You know, whether you know the person or not, I mean, not necessarily going out of your way to do things, but when the, when the opportunity presents itself, I feel like, you know, we have a responsibility, not only as centometrists or, or um, energy artists, but just as human beings striving for um, upliftment of yourself and of, of the, the human race as a whole. You know, we have to take advantage of these Opportunities because they're constantly presenting themselves. So if we commit ourselves to a way of life, such as symptometry, these opportunities are going to present themselves more and more and more. So these, you know, these talks, these symposiums are are just so important, not just to hear, you know, who the speaker is for that day, but just to be able to be in the moment and in a group element where, you know, ideals can just, as we say, pop off spontaneously. And that's all the spark some people need to get them, in a sense, on the right track. So um, five elements, to me, is is about really being in tune with nature, um, seeing how the, I mean, the, the astrology plays a part with each element, each you know, each organ has has a planet connected to it. So being, knowing how the planet, one planet will, you know, say um, I was doing some study on it and Mercury is connected to the kidneys and Mars is connected to the heart. So if you can understand the correlation between those two planets, then also you may be able to understand why you're feeling a certain emotion during a certain, say, retrograde period or anything like that. So it it, it's, it just goes, you know, they say, how how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Or how big, as our teacher used to say, Kaya, how big do you want to be? You know, mm-hmm. the, and Dr. 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 Nardi said it best, you know, research extends into infinity. You know, that's, you know, I, I totally agree with that. So, um, I'm not going to hold it long with with the spill because they covered 
the intricacies of what the five elements is all about. You know, I oh, just now, feel don't like... try to get away. Don't try to get away. I got a, I got two good questions for you. First one is, oh, I ain't going nowhere. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Doctor Weinick, Doctor Weinick made a, I mean, amazing, you know, revelation or insight about how this intelligence wants to express itself. And you being a martial artist, you know, and how sometimes we would express, we would tell people, say, yeah, we practice Tai Chi, Bagua, and Shin Yi. You know, all of these express energy in different ways. Shin Yi expresses itself like a, a, a lead ball fired from a cannon, uncompromising, where Tai Chi is like ocean waves and, you know, high and low and bending and yielding and expressing where Bagua is like a, like a like a tornado with hammers on the outside of it. When you are practicing your particular art and you find yourself maybe in a Luhu Bafa mode and you're moving from, you know, from one particular uh, expression of energy to another, uh, when you finish, when you finish that practice and you clear it three times, uh, do you, what's the feeling that you get when you go inside of your organs, you know, um, what is what are they expressing back to you when you do your inner reflection from your external expression of this energy that's just seeking to come out? Well, if if it was a if it was a a great or good uh, a beneficial practice because some practices can deplete your energy, you know, but we want to look to increase our energy. So normally. You know, when you sit for meditation and when you, after you do your practice, you you have this introspection period, and it's just a listening. You're observing, and you know there's an inner watching going on, and there's a there's a myriad, a countless um, amount of feedback that's going to happen, depending on your practice. You know, will determine you know what type of feedback you're going to get. You know, you could, but fine-tuning your ears, your inner ears, will be able to you'll be able to discern whether, okay, doing this certain practice allow my, you know, my kidneys to release some pressure and I'm able to, you know, urinate regularly or, you know, doing this certain amount of Tai Chi, you know, calm the palpitations that were happening in my heart, you know, or, you know, and so it's, it's different ways that you get feedback. I look to to have a easiness, a calmness, um, you know, where there's no sharp pains or um, any 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 sharp um, feedback or anything like that from the from the emotions. But if it is, then you know I don't run from it because you know those. Disharmonies are, you know, educational. Also, you learn from that, so you know what, how to adjust your practice, how to um, tweak your practice to do something different, to add something, to take something away. So it, it really just depends on your practice, on you know the feedback that you're going to get from, say, your organs or your glands, whatever particular system you're working with, because each organ has uh, energy, what we call meridian, associated with it. So all these meridians are inter- interconnected. 
um, throughout the body, around the body. And it takes, you know, deep meditation to be able to connect to see how these flows, you know, are to see if these flows are flowing properly or not. So once once you become in tune with that, then you're able to, you know, adjust your practice accordingly, you know, for the betterment. So, yeah. All right. And then the last question I have for you is, uh, you were talking about in self-nurturing, you know, creating joy, you know, to to, um, you know, improve improve the heart element. What about when you make somebody laugh? Have you seen? Have you used laughter when you may have saw someone who was a little too tense and you wanted to bring in the element of joy that you may have? Or a funny story or tickle them or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's they say the best medicine. <laughs> so it, it it really helps because it it helps to release the um those endorphins within the body. And those are, you know, special chemicals within the body that help to energize you to to give you that feel good sense, that sense of encouragement, empowerment. And a lot of times that's all people need is a good laugh to kind of shake things up because they hold a lot of tension. This world is 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 constantly constricting and confining people's um range of expression. And especially with the emotions, which as we say is energy and motion. You know, so being able to express those emotions are are vital for for healing, because you know that energy gets lodged into your tissue, into your into an organ or something, or um, a gland. Then that will start to manifest itself, and what manifests is, you know, these symptoms that, you know. Um, the doctors are, are reading and understanding and getting to the root cause of how to alleviate and and laughter, telling a good joke, sometimes it's the best prescription that a person needs to help them to help them heal themselves. So yeah, I've used it. I've um incorporated it in all my classes, you know, to give them to it just lightens the mood so that it, they don't feel like they're just doing something that's just so serious because, you know, martial arts has this stigma of just being about fighting and being, you know, just this hard, you know, um, rough um, way of life. But it's, it's so much more than that, that, you know, you have to incorporate creative ways of getting it across to people or they just lose interest. You know, and and everybody wants to laugh, whether they readily, you know, do it or not. You know, if you can just feel that joy within yourself and just live it, then people will pick up on it automatically. You know, they want to they want to know what are you doing that makes you feel so good. And I'm like, hey, every Tuesday night, you know, eight o'clock, tune in. Or every Thursday night, seven o'clock, come to the yoga studio, having a class, or blase blase. You know, it's 
Laughter is the best medicine, you know. And and our teacher, you know, Sanyata, he would always use um, funny stories to get his point across every now and then. He was usually a little more serious at times, but when he was when he was in that mode of, you know, bringing laughter and bringing that joy, you know, it, it really hit deep with us because, as we said, you know, everybody wants to feel good. You know, so yeah, it's, it's vital. Laughter, laughter is the best medicine. I remember, and I know you were there. I remember one day, um, he was talking about the just realizing different expressions. Um, and I said, uh, "Well, Senyata, what if I feel like smiling?" And he said, "Only if it's natural." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I really, um, I really am happy, you know, with all of those things, and understand that uh, even in studying um, in the Wapu, um, one of uh, Abby Ilias used to always say, you know, never let anybody steal your joy. You know, mm-hmm. to me, it's a constant war. W A R, not W O R R Y, but a constant war against the joy stealers, you know. I'm not, uh, Dr. Nardi said, don't be mad at the parasites. God made them too. But we're going to fight, you know. I'm going <laughs> to fight for my happiness. And uh, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in easily. So what I want to do in is uh, bring, in the, bring in the head honcho himself right now. And, uh, well, first off, I got to check with, uh, I got to check with Dr. Abbott. He came in and started the ball off rolling. Dr. Abbott or Dr. Weinick, do you have any um, comments or feedback on top of what uh, what Seabock John, uh, uh, Jonathan had to uh, add to the conversation tonight? Well, I think it was a, a good uh, a good blend there. Personally, I think it, it was excellent. I mean, it, it, we're all coming to a to a point when we speak about energy and about what all of these systems are ultimately pointing to and that is the evolution that we can learn even more and as John Johnson quoted Dr. Nadia saying you know research goes into infinity I think that's what that's where I am with it and I I think a, a very important point that Seabock made is that this is this is a call for personal action and personal responsibility um, because the nurturing has to begin with oneself. And in that, then the energy uh, becomes self-sustaining and it grows and it just gets bigger and bigger. Um, but, you know, we can talk about this all we want, but we're ultimately calling people to action and to apply this and to do this in their own life and enjoy the ride. It's awesome, baby! Without further ado, we got to go bring in the founder himself. I, I just can't wait. I, I, I mean, normally when I get excited like this, you know, I'm just going to ask Dr. Nardi, don't bring in so much heat that you shut the radio line down tonight. You know how he did... On the uh, on the age show, he just came in. He was so excited. He brought all the energy. He knocked us off the blog talk radio. So tonight, I want him to come on in with the fire. Uh, and if it happens, it happens. 
I want y'all to please put your hands together for the founder of Symptometry, uh, internationally known, nationally recognized, and locally accepted, Dr. Maxwell. It's awesome, baby! Dr. Naughty, thank you for joining us tonight here at Symptometry Night with Coach K Radio. Um, thank you, you thank you, thank you, thank you for for inviting me, and uh, I I cannot measure my pride tonight after listening to um, this distinguished panelist, and uh, I heard them discuss astrology, cosmophysics, cosmoscience, metaphysics, geometry and the mathematics of energy and uh, that was brilliant brilliantly said and articulated uh, i think it's time for me now to i think it's time for me now to to sit down and listen because they have a lot to contribute they have brought their 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 their, their, their contribution to the table of human civilization and I'm very proud of what I've heard tonight. Dr. Wanek, uh, thank you very much. Dr. Abbott, thank you. And Jonathan Cunningham, thank you. Jonathan Cunningham just passed his entrance exam, and uh, he, will be, he will be coming to symptometry. Uh, he is now a student of American School of Symptometry. I am very, very proud of, uh, of his talent, and uh, he's also coming to enrich symptometry. So um, I cannot tell you, or I cannot re-echo what I said earlier about the degree and stretch of pride that I have tonight. Thank you very much, uh, Coach Kaya. Thank Thank you. Dr. Nardi, um, I wanted to, tonight it sounded um almost as if everyone was standing one moment. I are you on the speakerphone because I hear so much so many echoes back there. I know tonight, yeah, I'm here. One of my, I was having some uh, oh, some technical difficulties. Excuse me. Um, I know that tonight you have seen. I mean, they, they weren't in front of the board for their oral examination, but um, can you just express? I know you said that it was a sense of pride that you had as everyone came and articulated this lesson about emotions, could you, uh, I just wanted you to just express how you, how, express your emotions right now. Express your emotions and how it feels to have started something that has attracted on a cellular level people of this particular vibration to add on to something that uh, you have uh, introduced to the world. 
Uh, no. Um, my emotion, uh, I'm not saying that um, I'm holding my emotions in check because I already have enough uh, brain stoppers to, to, to take care of all this naturally. But um, the mere fact that uh, they are using um, what they studied um, outside of symptometry to enrich symptometry and expand the field of symptometry is what has brought me great joy. This is what I'm saying. Uh, it, has, it is unimaginable because, honestly, it is not easy to establish an institution of such a magnitude called American School of Symptometry. It is not easy at all. And initially it was very difficult, but now look at them. Look at how they are shining. I, know, I feel like even going on a cruise and then tuning into the Coach Kair show and just listening to them, uh, just uh, displaying their brilliance. This is what makes me happy. Mm. This is what makes me happy. You can use that cruise. <laughs> Doctor, uh, well, Doctor Nauta, you know you can't just come on the show and just sit back. Now, we gave you a five-minute break. Now, you got to come on back in. I got a question for you as well. Um, in your uh, history of your own personal research, you know, your story is one of depression, you know, of anxiety growing up and seeing, you know, a lot of people look at symptometry and say, oh, they just, they just the food police. They just, oh, they just, oh, you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And if I change my diet, you know, then I'm practicing symptometry. Can you express the importance of um, knowing that the emotions trigger uh, high and low the effects on one's physical health and mental health. Oh yes, yes. One thing you have to know: we, okay, we have positive, we have positive emotions, like uh, what I expressed today when I heard the postgraduate students of the American School of Symptometry uh, display their knowledge. Uh, that is positive emotions. This is very good for health because our cells divide by using positive positive uh, yeah, vibrations, positive force. Now, the reverse or the flip side is if you have negative emotions, many cells will stop dividing. And it is the cells that stop dividing that will put, stop producing enzymes and many other essentials. What is a disease? A disease will occur when cells have stopped using water and other nutrients to produce body essentials and brain essentials. That is the root cause of disease. By having good or positive emotions, you are preventing many diseases. You are preventing many diseases. This is why I was a complete wreck because I did not know what is called happiness. I mean, can you imagine your father and your mother 
not hugging you. Can you imagine being at a school ceremony when they are handing out prizes? Everyone's parents are there, and you alone, you have won this prize in literature, you've won that prize in biology, you have won this prize and this prize and that prize. And you go and collect your uh, your book, your prize. You shake uh, the dignitary's hands, and then there's nobody to hug you. You go and sit down in your chair. So the depression went on and on and on. And what changed things for me? A headmaster of a school who is not related to me at all, who gave me rice and black IP. That was the first time in my entire life that I've eaten rice and black IP. All they gave me, first of all, what did they give me? What did they give me when I was, when I was a child? When I was a baby, what did they give me? They gave me Serilac. They gave me Serilac. And how did I know this? Because it was a trend when I saw my mother also bottle feeding my younger brother. And then my younger sister. Nothing but Serilac. And Serilac is made of what? It's made of corn. A baby, a baby who's coming to this world, you, you, you bottle feed that baby with Serenac. This helped me to understand how I became a walking tower of diseases. All, the only disease I did not have was cancer. Thank God. But liver abscess, abscess in the gum, abscess on the gum and all that. How can you, how can yourself divide when you have nothing but negative emotions, negative energy in you? They cannot divide. That's how you have all these lesions, these ulcers. So when I tell you that tonight I'm a very, very happy man, um, you have to understand this is a big contrast in me. From depression to uncontrollable happiness. This is what makes my day. This is what makes my night tonight. So that is what I have to say about emotions, positive and negative. Mm. So let us continue to have positive emotions. That's why I enshrined nurturing. That's why I enshrined nurturing into the definition of health for the first time on planet Earth, that nurturing has been enshrined in the definition of health. It takes boldness. It takes character. It takes fortitude to bring this about. And this is what I've done. And you've added one more um, arrow in my quiver tonight. Thank you. You're welcome, Dr. Nardi. Uh I also wanted to go back to a, a, a prior show that we had um, about terminally ill patients. And you said, don't show them any bills. You said, don't show a person who's terminally ill with cancer or AIDS, don't show them any bills because it depresses them. 
can you can you talk a little bit about depression and how that um that 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 one emotion you know the op, the op, to, to to me depression is the opposite of abundant joy how it's so imp- what are some of the other ways that we need to avoid um you know uh expressing and you know feeding the depression you know bug in other people and if, if you want to you can you uh, go back and like even cover that aspect about the terminally ill patients and showing them bills and things like that and debt uh, you see um I am very glad that uh, well, symptomatry will start making great strides when um, we have more symptomatrists, and I'm glad that uh, uh, Jonathan Cunningham is now on board. One thing, you see, as a therapeutic scientist, uh, people would like to see scientific evidence, verifiable scientific evidence. And since uh, what I've done in order to build symptometry on a sound footing is to assemble all these scientific facts, you always go to serotonin. Always go to serotonin. A person who is not producing enough serotonin will be to be very, very difficult for that person to, to survive a debilitating illness. And these people are very, very quick to resign to death. I mean it's, it's, to them it's over. To them it's over. So what are you going to feed that person who has a, who is at the hospital? What are you going to feed that person? If you don't know what to feed that person you are going to precipitate, you are going to speed up that person's death. If you want a person to survive a debilitating illness, what you have to do is to change that person's diet. Make sure that there is no saccharide, there is, there is no disaccharide in that person's diet. A disaccharide uh, we discussed this in uh, some of the chemistry classes. Uh, these are the kind of sugars that uh, that uh, that damage the Krebs cycle, that damage the glycolysis. Uh, this is the, these are the two processes that help a person to produce glucose. You know the uh, the material that uh, the mitochondria use to produce energy, abundant energy, and then energy storage molecules. You need a lot of energy. You need a lot of serotonin. Then three, you need a lot of nurturing. A lot of nurturing. Go to these critical care units. Go to some of these uh, intensive care units. Go to the nursing homes. Oh, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Go to some of these nursing homes. Some of these residents have not had a visitor in six months. Six months. And when their next door, uh, when the next door resident has a visitor, 
you see them coming around. They try to, they, they try to, they, they, they ask him permission to come and sit down. Can I, can I sit down too? It is pathetic. And this makes it very difficult for people to survive. Two weeks later, three weeks later, somebody, so, I mean, somebody is being rolled out of the nursing, of, 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 of that room. The person died. If you want to know how to live on this planet, it is not just a matter of eating scientifically. You have to know how to keep producing serotonin. People want evidence. Now this is the verifiable evidence. Serotonin reverses depression. This was how a headmaster of a primary school helped me to, refer, to, to, to reverse my depression. And I became an intelligent boy. So if you want to beat a disease, always be upbeat. Be upbeat. Learn even how to turn a negative situation into a positive situation. Learn how to do it. So this is what I wanted to add to what I said earlier. Thank you, Dr. Nardi. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm ready to open up the lines now. I know we got some questions or some comments. I want to see how people got some feedback. The call-in number, and we only got seven minutes left uh, to take some, well, you know, before the before the live feed shuts off. So we want to open up the lines to see if anyone has any comments, questions, and feedback for Dr. Abbott, Dr. Wynek, Seabock uh, Jonathan or Dr. Narty or myself. Um, me, my my small piece tonight to add to this is um, in my work with the emotional freedom technique, I have learned that these energy blockages that have come through us through programmed emotions, I think that's a word I could call it, we we need to start programming our emotions versus being slaves to the programming of others. When our emotions are left to be programmed by others, then there is the chance and opportunity for us to be misused and to misuse ourselves and damage our own health. That was one of the big reasons why I wanted to bring on this show bring on these panel of experts tonight because even with the emotional freedom technique, I have seen people just start to glow where you can almost see their aura and see their light beam and see their energy change as as um, Dr. Wynick talked about, you know, that energy wanted to express. One of the big things that I look for as a sign that people have made emotional breakthroughs is they will yawn, Dr. Nardi, Dr. Abbott, Dr. Wine. They will yawn. I, I, I say, are you sleepy? They say, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I'm sleepy, but I'm yawning. And that yawn to me is like a bear who is awakened. You know, when that sleeping, hibernating bear is the real you. 
and 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 the and the depression and the anxiety and the fear and the worry that is the winter cold that is the winter cold that has kept you know that bear all curled up but then when that bear starts to unfold the first thing you see any animal do when they start to uh, wake up stretch they want the blood to circulate that's what stretching is for to help increase the flow of electricity so um i am encouraged by the people that we have at the staff of headquarters of symptometry the american school of symptometry our postgraduate symptometrist our new addition to the symptometry school uh family and those who are just um buying the books people who are just buying the books and 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 and, and cooking differently and and, and shopping differently and, and nurturing themselves differently. I am so encouraged that we are going to start making a change for the better, you know, in society and humanity as a whole. Um, like I said, if anyone is interested in uh, the services of Dr. Abbott, the phone number is, is uh, 336-456-9183. If you need to get in contact with Dr. Nardi at headquarters, uh, the number is 708-691-4977. Dr. Wynick, would you please give out the number that you'd like to be contacted at if someone would like to reach out to you? It's 336-545-1020. 1020. Like 1020. <laughs> What's a 1020? If you all look at the CD, the 1020 is her location. Uh, she's right off. She has a beautiful location that I mean, just nurturing, just to walk through that environment there that she has. Um, I just love how that parking lot is strategically placed inside so many trees where you have just fresh oxygen as soon as you get out of the car. And if you need to get in contact with Seabot uh, Cunningham, if you're down in the Florida area, he's worth the trip. If you're within 45, 50 miles of this brother. You need to get in contact with him, 941-623-5609, 941-623-5609. Uh, that's Qigong's martial arts, Reiki, the nutritional uh, healing, the nurturing. There's so many sciences. The brother's cup overflows. And then if you need to get in contact with Coach Kair about uh, any of the things that I have in my toolbox, my phone number is 336 336- Five eight seven one two one five three three six five eight seven one two one five. That is, uh, if you do want to schedule an emotional freedom technique session, you will need to have Skype unless we can do it in person. That is um, one of the healing modalities that uh, must be done. Either fa- it has to be done face to face, whether it's on Skype or Google Hangout or in person. So um, we are all here to be utilized. We are here to uplift fallen humanity. We are here to express ourselves creatively and we all are encouraged to um, really um, make ourselves available for everyone who is on the call tonight and everyone who is listening. So we thank you all for calling in. Uh, the show is not over. If anybody wants to call in before the one-minute mark, 
Uh, it's 347-205-9089 and press 1, and we'll get to you, 347-205-9089. I love to hear some feedback about what you uh, learned tonight or what did you pick up tonight, you know. So please give us a call in and press 1. I do have a couple hands uh, up currently right now. One of them is called, who's been on for a while, caller from the 678 Four three seven. Your microphone is wide open. Thank you for calling in tonight to Coach K Radio and some Tometry Night. Uh, can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? It's Tiffany, and I'm calling from Atlanta. Hi, Tiffany. How you doing tonight? Hi, Coach Kair. How are you? I'm blessed by the best. Um, I don't have any questions anymore. Everything was answered, um, so I'm just listening and taking notes. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh, all right. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, and, Tiffany, I would like to ask that um, you get in contact with me either tonight after the show or tomorrow so we can start uh, discussing strategy about the Atlanta Symptometry Book Club. Okay. I'll do that. All right. All right. I'd appreciate it. And anyone who's in the Atlanta area, anyone that's in the Atlanta area, my boss, at uh, headquarters, not going to call no names, but the initials are BN, uh, has lit a fire under me to uh, make sure that I become due diligent in taking care of that, Dr. Nardi. I know you don't know who I'm talking about, who has those initials, but they are (laughs) in headquarters in Westchester, Chicago, but I'm not going to call no names. All right. Uh, Next caller we have tonight is from, from 512-902- Thank you for calling into Coach K Radio tonight. Please turn down your speakers and uh, give us your name and where you're calling from, please. Yes, yes. Uh, this is uh, Jamar Durst. Hold on. This is Jamar Durst. I'm calling from uh, Austin, Texas, and I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying the show. Um, I'm a, a quadriplegic that's uh, walking again, thanks to Dr. Nardi and uh, Symptometry. I've been with you guys awesome, ever since I've been with you guys uh, ever since. Uh, yeah, it is awesome. It's very awesome. It's, it's uh, awesome and divine. Um, I've been with you guys since last March, um, um, and uh, Dr. Nardi has uh, taken care of my diet. Uh, I'm taking the part sickness for my third consecutive month, and uh, they're calling me a miracle. I'm a, what they call a C6 quadriplegic, and everyone around me that's a C6 is not walking, and I'm walking, and I'm telling them to get on symptomatic, get on board, and they're calling, and it's happening, man, and it's amazing. I'm thankful for this thing, which is the first thing in history to ever do what they're doing. So it's amazing. Nurturing is most definitely key, too. I have a loving family, and that's most definitely to let the cell survive. So everything they're saying about the emotion, if you're, so, if, so, if you're not getting that love at home, and uh, you got to get the love in the food, basically, you know, to wrap it up. The right foods and the, and, and the right nurturing also. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Kaya, this is this is the uh, the um, wheelchair we saw on um, sale on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doctor, that's what we'll do, and 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 I love that as a testimonial that symptometry will make a quadriplegic sell his wheelchair. You know, brother said I don't have any more use for it. Does somebody else need this wheelchair? But uh, I got a wheelchair for sale. You know, and I don't think I've ever heard of a. Go ahead, brother. What are you saying? I was t- Tell us I was about that. 
I was just tired of watching my daughter uh, rolling around in the wheelchair. She was having a lot of fun, but it's just time to give it up. I, uh, it, it's amazing, man, how my legs and everything returned back. The, the, the hands and everything, the doctors had no clue, and they wouldn't give me no promises, and they didn't know. But from day one, I, I, I was involved with photography a couple months before my accident, so I was talking to Dr. Nardi. And from day one, when I told him, I think he was on his way to send me a part, some particulars for lactic acid because I was dunking the basketball at 33 and my knees were tearing up. Uh, and some other things for my hair and everything else. But uh, he was, I guess, debiting my card, and the card wasn't going through because I had an accident. I had my accident that day. So when I called him and told him I'm in the hospital, I'm a quadriplegic, and it's a little bit more serious than those particulars I was going to get. And he told me not to worry. Everything was going to be all right. I even remember calling Dr. Naughty at 3 in the morning because I had a, uh, I was stuck to a tube. I couldn't eat anything. And uh, it was soy. It was soy. All the products were soy. And the, I looked at all the, uh, the, the feedings, and they were all soy. So I was like, you know, pissed off. But I heard back in the day, Dr. Naughty's up at 3. He's at 2 up in the laboratory. And so I called him at 3. And for sure, he answered the phone on the second ring. <laughs> and he told me, don't worry, Jamal. You are a trauma center. As soon as you get out of that trauma center, out of those doctors, uh, out of that, as quit taking the medication. He's gonna take all that story out of my cell and turn me back to new. And that's that's what he's doing. I'm a, yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a true uh, example of what symptometry can do. This is a dream come true, and the hits just keep on coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you, brother. Thank you, and thank you, Doctor Nardi, too, for just for just for just being who you are. We appreciate that, and we love you. Um, you are welcome, uh, Jamar. Um, uh, yeah, yes. Um, I did not expect this, but well, it has come out. Uh, it has come out of you, and uh, you were very sincere, and that's exactly what happened. Um, it's not easy. It's not. It's not easy to make a person to walk again. It's not easy at all. But uh, in the end, it's going to happen. In the end, it's going to happen because the science is there, the portfolios are there, and if only the person is compliant. If only a person is compliant, things will work out. There are there are some situations where you you recommended you recommended uh, somebody who is uh, confined to his bed and uh, uh, he he has lost uh, his ability even to 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 raise his hand or and to uh, and to move to wiggle his toes. And now uh, he, he has started wiggling his toes. He has started raising his hand, and he's breathing much better. Uh, uh, you 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 recommended you recommended that he talk to me, and then uh, I started the treatment, and he has already started to to see some improvement. Uh, there are many more who are in this situation. Uh, those of them who are listening to this this show tonight, or whose parents are listening to the show, uh, never, never give up. Never give up. But when we advise you to, to stop eating certain foods, don't fight with us. Don't fight, don't fight with us. We know what the cells need. All you have to do is comply with our recommendations so that your mind will do what Yes, what your cells need or what your cells want, want it to do. 
So, Jamal, thank you very much, and continue to make your continue to talk to people who are in who are in similar situation, and uh, and there will be hope for. Don't I know you were very very depressed. You were very depressed when you called me at uh, three o'clock in the morning. You were not only depressed, you were frustrated because you didn't know what to eat. You were very frustrated, and I thought even you were taking your frustration. <laughs> you were directing your frustration at me, but that was not your intent. So <laughs> keep encouraging people in similar situations. That's all. That's 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 my best advice to you. Okay. Thank you, Jamal. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Dr. Nardi, and uh, for calling in tonight, Jamal. All right, we got one more caller in. Nobody else has raised their hand. We got the 205-561. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for you. Uh, thanks for listening in tonight to uh, the Coach K Symptometry Hour. Can you give us your name and where you're calling from, please? All right, my name is Emmanuel Jenkins, the fourth, and I'm calling from Northport, Alabama. How you doing oh, tonight, oh, brother yeah, yeah, Mr. Jenkins, yeah. Okay, um, I didn't really catch much of the show. As usual, I have a lot of interruptions. I'm never able to <laughs> have my own free time as much as I would like to because of my circumstances right now. But I tuned into the show when you were talking about emotions. And um, I know that a main one of my main problems right now is that I think I need motivation. I've been told that I need more motivation. I know that um, I, I unhealthily smoke cigarettes which I've been procrastinating about quitting, uh, and I procrastinate. I'm a bit procrastinated about a lot of other things, and I believe that my procrastination is tied to my emotional state. Um, I know that I consider myself an optimist, and I try to stay happy as much as possible. I try to surround myself around happy people, and I love to laugh, and I love to have fun. But in my, like I said, my present situation, it's, it's kind of hard when you're surrounded by negativity all the time. And I'm That's not true. 100%... I'm not 100% sure what subtometry is or sometometry. I'm not even sure how to spell it. I need to know how to spell that too, and I need to know how to look you up so I can actually, you know, do a little more research in this. And I heard everything about emotion. I know I have emotional problems, and I would like to transcend them. So, I mean, what can I do about my procrastination, and what can I do about motivating myself? I mean, this is something that I know I need to transcend in order to move forward spiritually, and that's one of my goals right now. All right. One thing I will tell you right now is procrastination, uh, procrastination, and lack of motivation. You know, you have plans. You have plans that this is what you want to achieve, but how to achieve it? That is a big problem. The first thing I would advise you to do is to set a goal that you have to quit smoking because cigarette smoke, whether it is acidic, whether it is acidic smoke or alkaline smoke, depending on the cigarette you smoke, has carbon monoxide. And carbon monoxide destroys many brain essentials. And don't forget that the hypothalamus 
is the one, is the part, is a, is a tiny, tiny, tiny group of cells in the brain that regulate hunger, thirst, emotions, and behavior. That is the work of the hypothalamus. Then the adrenal gland. The adrenal gland has a segment called the adrenal medulla. It produces no epinephrine. This is what makes you to relax. If you cannot relax, you have built intention in you. As you were speaking, I was paying close attention to your vocal cords. Your vocal cords have a drag when you are speaking. This is symptomatic of too much tension. Too much tension. I don't care how you, how you, how you hide your emotions, how you pretend not to be what you really are. Your vocal cords will give you away. And that's what your vocal cords just did right now. So if you come to symptometry and you talk to Dr. Wanek, you talk to Dr. Abbott, or you come to talk to symptometry headquarters, the first thing I would advise you to do is seek treatment for uh, nicotine addiction. Seek treatment for that. Once the pleasure centers of your hippocampus are well nourished and carbon monoxide is no longer into your system, this is where your healing will begin. Irritability, impatience. You, you only mentioned... You only mentioned two things. You said procrastination and lack of motivation. Well, I am telling you right now that that is not all. You have a few of them back. And if you are honest with me, you will tell me the truth right now. You have some of them back. And yes, deep, pardon? I was agreeing with you. <laughs> Yes, no, I know, I know. I do consultation all the time. I know. You always, you always give the top, the top three, top four, and then you leave all the rest under, and then, and then the rest, what you left out, sometimes make make curing the the, the the condition very difficult. So I want you to be forthcoming. I want you to warm up to your symptomatics, whether it's Doctor Warnick or Doctor Abbott. Uh, warm up to them and tell them what the situations really are. And then, first, start with re removing the nicotine addic addiction. It's very, very, very important. Once this is out of the way, it will pave the way now for all the others because carbon monoxide will stop destroying your regulators, your stoppers, your enhancers, and your other neurotransmitters. Once the brain heals, it is not difficult at all to get to the liver because the liver produces most of the raw materials for the rest of the human being. So from the brain, you go straight to the liver. And then you begin to heal. And then all of a sudden, you will see that what are you doing you are so motivated. You come up with projects, and then you set up deadlines. You set deadlines, 
and you see how you become an, an, an achiever, a great achiever. So now the ball is in your court. It's up to you to kick it or hit it. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Um, I, I needed that, and I thank you so kind for that. And I also need your name, and I need to know how to spell sometometry. <laughs> oh yes, uh, my name is Dr. Nadi. Um, capital N, Nancy A. Apple, R. Robert T. Tom E. Edward. Y yellow, Dr. Nari. And uh, my telephone number is 708-691-4977. That is my telephone number, and this is my name. And if you want to spell symptometry, it is S for sum, Y for yellow, M for Mary, T for Peter, T for Thomas, O for Orange, M for Mary, E for Edward, T for Thomas, R for Robert, Y for Yellow, Symptometry. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And you all have a blessed night and Thank you again. Keep up the good work. I hope to be able to join you all more often on this <laughs> on this radio show. It helps a lot of people, and it's been helping me a lot. So um, okay. thank you thank all. You. I, thank at, you least I'm a, uh, at least I'm very happy that you have a smile on your face before be, be, before signing off. Thank you. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. Appreciate that, Mr. Jenkins. Thank you for calling in, brother. And look, brother Jenkins, can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. If I can stop smoking marijuana, you can stop smoking cigarettes. Well, I don't want to quit smoking weed right now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I'm going to tell you what. Boy, you better fire up some shots, guy. No, no. This is a dream come hey. true. And the hits just Doc, keep on Doc, coming. Dr. Sabi is my motivation. <laughs> okay, well, look, what I'm going to tell you is um, the first thing that you just did was you were honest. And in the, uh, my form of martial arts, we were taught that honesty to ourselves and others at all times. So when you speak with Dr. Abbott or Dr. Weinick or Dr. Nardi, and you say, look, I'm trying to get off these cigarettes, but I ain't ready to stop smoking the greeny, green, green yet. That's honesty. And then they don't have a hiccup in the process of treating you because then they're going to, you know, once you get your particulate and you say, oh, man, this thing ain't working. Yeah, but you didn't say that you were still smoking weed at the same time. So exactly. It's very, exactly. It's very, it's very important. To tell Dr. Nardi or who, and this is not just for you, bro, this is for everybody listening. You got to get in the booth like you in there with a Catholic priest. I called Dr. Nardi last week and I was like, I got to get into the confessional. I was like, Coach Benny Hill, 
told you been in here on something crazy. I somebody that snuck some chocolate in my diet. You know, I you see I blame it on somebody else talking about somebody snuck some chocolate in my diet. But we know who snuck some chocolate in my diet. I did. Um so be honest. Be honest just like you were. You're like I'm trying to get off these cigarettes, but this is what I'm gonna tell you though. See Dr. Nardi, Dr. Nardi slick, bro. I ain't trying to pull his coattail, but he just I mean he's the illest scientist out here and one thing, like when he's treating, like for me, I wanted my sinuses to, uh, I had a problem with my sinuses real bad when I first came to symptometry. And then the next thing you know, I called Dr. Nardi and said, hey, my eyes are getting better. I said, either my glasses are getting worse or my eyesight is getting better. But I didn't tell him that I wanted to improve my eyesight. Well, the particular particulate that I was taking was healing my whole head including the optic fibers in my eyes. So when the willingness comes for you to say, all right, I want to get off of the weed, because I'm going to tell you from a weed smoker, nobody else can give you this but me. Dr. Nardi, he ain't never smoked weed like me, so he can't talk to you like this. Dr. Wynick don't puff, so she can't tell you this, but I can tell you. Who's the master? Are you the master of the weed, or is the weed the master of you? If you, that's your parasite saying, we ain't ready for you to stop using us. That ain't you, because the weed don't serve us. I smoked weed from 1987 up until October of 2012. That's 25 years. And there's not one instance that I could find that the weed served me. That was me being a slave to my addiction. And it took, it takes courage to admit that. You know what I'm saying? But it takes time to get off of it. I had been on the marijuana particulate for, for, for a while before I had, you know, um, eventually stopped smoking in October of last year. And so I am, what's this, 8, 9, 10, 11? I'm running up on 10 months right now. And I don't even have a desire for the smoke. And the desire for, and the, desire for the marijuana is what Dr. Nardi can help you with. And don't worry about you know, it's a, it's a desire because the pleasure center of your brain needs healing because of the nicotine. You're getting a double dose of nicotine. Do you eat potato chips? I'm serious. Do you, uh, Emmanuel, are you still there? Okay. I think he may have, I think his phone might have went off, but he's still on the line. Oh, he may have hit the mute button. But I'm 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 here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Do you eat potato? Uh, do you eat potato chips? Very rarely, but I do eat them from time to time. Okay. Well, we got a show, and if you come on the Symptometry Books website and just leave your email address, I'll send you the show about smoking cigarettes that Dr. Nardi did. And I think he identified well over a thousand foods that have nicotine in them. And the nicotine mm-hmm. is where the addiction is coming from. So you often, when you go to the store and you get in the pack of Newports and somebody in front of you getting the Newports, they got Newports and potato chips up there. So then they may stop smoking cigarettes, but then they're getting higher. They say, oh, I got to put more food in my mouth. And they start eating foods 
that have nicotine in them that we did not even know had nicotine. So if you see, if, if you get your email to me, I will shoot that show over there to you so you can listen to it because we we've already covered that whole thing about the smoking addiction. And Dr. Nardi did a show on the marijuana, the upside and the downside. So he didn't just come in and body slam it. He gave the history of it, and he gave all the aspects of it that a smoker like me and you would definitely enjoy listening to. So go over to SometometryBooks.com, leave your email address, and say, Coach, send me that show on cigarettes and send me that show on that marijuana. And because uh, I want you to, um, I want you to come over here and experience some of the things that I'm experiencing since I've been smoke-free. I've been making more money. My health has been better. I've been having better sex. I mean, everything's just been going my way. I mean, the thought process has been going better. Dr. Nardi, I'm serious. I don't know what testimonies on tonight. Man, ain't nobody smoke more weed than me. Emmanuel, how, Emmanuel, how old are you, Emmanuel? I'm 30 years old. You see what I'm saying? I was smoking when you were five years old, so you got to catch up. <laughs> I started smoking weed when I was about 12. So. Yeah, so I had, already, I had already been smoking for seven years already when you just started, you know. And so I done smoked that loud. I done smoked that ooey, you know, every bit of it. You know, I done seen the pounds. I done seen the ounces, everything. So it don't serve us, brother. That's what I just want to just, you know, I just want to make that point to you. You know what I'm saying? Heart to heart. We're not here to judge you. Ain't nobody calling you out, you know, but I'm telling you that the grass is greener on the other side, pun intended. So that's just, that's <laughs> to, uh, I just wanted to share that with you right there. So thank you, big brother, for calling in, and uh, I got your back. And if you need to call me just for a support and an accountability partner on the weed, you know, 336-587-1215, 336-587-1215. Five eight seven twelve fifteen. You know, each one teach one. I appreciate you. Okay, I got you. Thank you. All right, big brother. Peace. Peace. Doctor Nardi, why are you and Doctor Abbott Ryan laughing, man? I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you are being uncharacteristically blunt. That's it. That's why <laughs> you are being so blunt. So that's why I. I Sometimes I, I thought you'd be a bit more diplomatic, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. Dr. Nardi, I'm not a people pleaser. <laughs> well, you're going from the food police to the weed police now. <laughs> right. And, 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 and see, Dr. Nardi, that's just a passion that symptometry creates when you have overcome an illness. And you can speak about it. See, you couldn't, it's impossible for you to tell us about a marijuana addiction. You can tell us about people that you healed, but you can't talk about it from. No, 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 that that is true, especially a person who has lived it, especially who has smoked it, a person who has has experienced it. I have have never experienced it, you know, so uh, I I rely on people like you as a as a pointer, as a guide, you know, so that is good. That's why I like it. Well, thank you. I mean, and to that point, there's a, a very influential person that he he mentioned before that is that 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 pretty much influenced that type of behavior, but not understanding the science behind 
and I don't want to repeat that name, but I'm sure every other people heard it. But and and that's the thing is that when you know when when someone of influence says something specifically that has been out here for a long time, oftentimes you know it, it's just like such and such said to do this, such and such said it's okay to smoke it, so then that's that becomes that person role model, you know. So, yeah. Oh uh, man, look all you. All, all you glaucoma people out here and cancer and talking about <laughs> I, need, I need marijuana because of the medicinal side of it. Look, you if that's for real and that's honest, that's one thing. But if you ain't got glaucoma and you ain't got cancer, you can't use marijuana <laughs> to take you to a state of enlightenment. Your your emotions is involved and I know that your emotions are involved because I was there. I I understood how the the whole pleasure center we're going to see there now we're going to do a show on the pleasure center we're going to do a show on the pleasure center just because we done went we done came down this road and i don't want y'all to think i'm joking you know what i'm saying we're going we're going to come back with some more information like this i got to go back and listen to dr Weinick and my own self and uh and uh Seabot cunningham and uh trust me y'all just stay tuned to symptometry night every other Tuesday. Our next show is going to be on the August the, in two weeks. Y'all just make sure y'all back here in two weeks, same bat time, same bat channel, because it's really serious over here. We ain't playing no games, and healing, curing is proven, you know. So I ain't even going to talk about the experience I had on the bus coming back from California with the man just proudly pronouncing that he had sickle cell he had one of the best doctors in the world and that sickle cell could not be cured because his doctor was one of the best in the world and that's what his doctor said. I said, your doctor told you that sickle cell couldn't be cured and you say he's one of the best in the world? I said, your doctor, if he was the best in the world, he should have said that I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to keep trying, I'm going to find a cure for sickle cell, but he told you that it couldn't be cured. Dr. Abbott, I mean, not the naughty, the, the brother was just, he was 22 years old, so he had three strokes. <laughs> he had three strokes at 22 years old and suffered from sickle cell, and it was almost like he was bragging on it that it couldn't be cured. And I said, man, sometimes we cure sickle cell if you willing to do the work. No, my doctor's the best in the world. And then guess what he said, Dr. Naughty? Watch this. Guess what he said? What did he say? He said, my doctor's from Africa. <laughs> I said, man, what you do? I said, what? And then, you know, then it got a little confrontation. And I said, my doctor from Africa, too. What you got? What's that, what's that supposed to mean that the doctor you got from Africa is on? Um, that's the only way that it's going to become a cure? I said, this is, a, this is universal, man. And then I gave him the phone number to, doctor, to you. He went on the website while he was on the bus. And I haven't heard from Dr. Abbott to say he called yet. So, you know, we only can work with the willer too, and I'm gonna be blunt. And say exactly, that. exactly. That is that is that is that is the point. You know, there 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 are some people who have fixed ideas, and these people who have fixed ideas, uh, it's very difficult for them to change. So, uh, we are not here to save the world. We are here just to make the message of symptomatic available to those who are ready to listen and those who are ready to heal. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You see how blunt he made it? That's it. I'm with Dr. Nardi. That's it. Hold on. Watch this. That's it. <laughs> mm. So, 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, C-Bot, uh, C-Bot, uh, C-Bot, we don't know how I feel about this subject. This is this is something that's up here in deeper, so uh, I'm looking. I don't think we have yeah. any more. I want to applaud your efforts, too. You said 10 months, no smoking. I mean, my eyes, my eyebrows went up to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. This particular um, journey and that particular com- completion um, of dropping one thing and adding something else because the success particulate. You can't take the success particulate if you're smoking marijuana. Do you want to be successful and unlock the millions and billions of dollars inside your cells, or do you want to keep smoking that loud? That's what I ask people. Do you want to have a $20 high or do you want to open open and unlock the million and billion dollar potential that lays dormant in your cells? Dr. Nardi, I'm going to repeat his words and I want him to make sure I get it right. I want him to observe me just as if I was in front of the board right now doing an oral statement. He said, your cells hold everything that you desire but they will not let you have it until you prove that you are worthy. That's correct. That, 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 is, that is true. That, that, basically, that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, the, the, your, genes, your genes have been around for, for how, many, how many millions of years? Your DNA has been around for how many millions of years? You know, uh, they, they, they've, they've seen successes. They've seen downs. I mean, they, they, they've seen lows and, and highs and everything. What don't they know? But now you are in this lifetime. So you prove that you deserve it. Prove it. If you can't prove it, they won't give it to you. <laughs> you got to prove it. This is a show and prove world, and that's what people want. They want to see They want to see the proof. Nobody wants you to talk to them that they want to see the proof. So definitely we want to... Uh, Applaud everybody who's out here striving to prove it. Um, I want oh, I ain't got the wine mic now. I'm sorry about the wine. Um, I had a qu- one more question came in to uh, text from my boss, Dr. Nardi. Uh, how do crystallized minerals in water help us heal versus particulates? How, how do crystallized what water and what? How do crystallized minerals in water help us heal versus particulates? Like some people, it, 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 it seems to me, now this is my opinion, not Dr. Nardis, or the express uh, position of the school of symptomatry. This is Coach Kyrie. But it's no, 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 it, everyone wants to try to find a substitute for the particulates to prove that they already can do it. So this question seems like somebody... Is not using particulates, but they want to use crystallized minerals in water versus particulates. Just, uh, does anyone right. want to address that? That, that? that is fine. That is fine. Um, I had I had a person I had a person who had a, who had a, a liver problem. I had a second one who had stomach ulcer, and they were using crystallized mineral water. So. I asked them, I asked them, first of all, what is water? And uh, here was a gentleman who was an assistant chemistry professor 
who had the stomach ulcer and who he was who was using crystallized mineral water. And I asked him what makes water have its electrical power. Well, as a good chemistry professor, he answered the question. All right, he said there are ions in the water. Fine. Now here's my second question. What mineral is in the mineralized water, crystallized mineral water that he's using? He says he does not know. But all he knows is this is crystallized mineral. I said, no, no, no. Prof, 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 prof. You have to know the mineral that is in the water. Is it, is it, is it, uh, is it silver? Is it copper? You have to know the conductors of electricity. Then you have to know the ions from these conductors of electricity. Then you will know how fast this water is going. Now, a particulate works based on atomic conductivity. That is faster than water that has that that may have some impediments in it. Now you were not healing, as I told him, you were not healing because you have certain blockages, as Dr. Warner pointed out in the, in the presentation. You have some blockages that have not been removed. So now we have to ionize these blockages so that the nutrients in your body will be able to come together for healing. So there is a limit. Crystallized, min crystallized mineral water is good for certain certain aspects of healing, like arthritis, like this. Sometimes it gives some relief. I'm, I have to confess, it gives some relief. But crystallized mineral water has a limit. Where crystallized mineral, mineralized water stops, Symptometry continues. Particulates continue. So in other words, if you want proper healing, you have to go with a particulate because particulate extends. A particulate extends the therapeutic range of crystallized mineral water. Thank you. Here we have it. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Become a believer, man. Be a better, not a sweater. I don't know if you understand what I'm telling you, but be a better, not a sweater. Don't try to sweat the other technique. I mean, we appreciate that you're trying to find something that's stronger than symptometry, but why don't you just take all that effort and come on over here and get with something that's already strong and already proven? Why try to disprove uh, symptometry like we missed something. We really appreciate it, and we love it when you come and let us bring you the facts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But that's what we specialize in is bringing you facts. So we really appreciate that tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody, like I said, who came on tonight, all the people who came and asked comments and left questions and things like that. It's uh, just been a, just a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous show tonight. Dr. Abbott, I really... Um, Enjoyed your opening tonight to the subject. It was magnificent. Dr. Weinick came in with the quantum physics and the science as usual and just really, you know, shot the stars up and really was shining bright. Seabot uh, Cunningham, you know, I love you, big brothers. I know your, your son 
has much to look forward to as he watches his father grow, you know, in his symptometry career and growing up as a symptometry baby being nurtured fully. And Dr. Nardi, I just want to once again applaud you and your efforts and your frankness and your uh, willingness to take risks. You know, you are a real better. You're not a sweater. You ain't sweating nothing. You're betting on yourself. It's awesome, baby! I thank you so much. I appreciate everybody who's coming on tonight. Um, and I just want to give anybody, anybody have who's on the panel, have any last uh, word that they wanted to uh, give out or shout out tonight before we conclude the show. I think I'd like to just add, um, sort of getting back to Emmanuel, but um, I think a lot of people that I see um, start hearing about symptometry and their head just starts to spin. You know, you're talking totally different than anything I've ever heard and you want me to do this and you want me to do that. And, you know, this is like, this is just upending my whole world. And what I tell people, start simply. Make a list of the things that you want to do, maybe it's not even related to symptometry, make a list of 10 things that you'd like to do differently in your life. And and every day, just do one thing different. And maybe the next day it's that same thing that you did differently. But just do something different. And that is the start. You know, a small spark starts a big fire. Just start simple. And then when that task is accomplished, yeah, there's a sense of achievement and like, ah, I can do this. I can I can take the next step. So symptometry can seem overwhelming and you know, any change in your life can seem overwhelming. But just do something simple. Just start simple. And and that simplicity will grow. And you know, ultimately, that's what we're asking you to do is just have the experience. Experience that there is another world out there, that there's another way to experience life than what you've currently been experiencing. And we're offering the opportunity um, for exactly that. And I think, Kair, your testimony is, is fabulous because you're experiencing life in a totally different way than you ever thought you would. <laughs> Two years ago. A- a- Anything a- is possible. Ooh, 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 she's channeling right now. I, and uh, This is how the sales work, ladies and gentlemen. So Dr. Weinig just said something that triggered a cellular explosion in me that was revealed to me at the ocean on um, last weekend. So we were at the ocean doing a ritual, and I was just looking and listening to the ocean. And the ocean, and in my mind, I was saying, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And then the ocean said, no, everything is possible. Not anything, but everything is possible. And I was like, wow. You know, just how they just, this from anything to everything is possible. You know, like, and it's all in our control. It's all in our hands if we do 
just like Dr. Wining said, man, take simple steps. Don't, don't, don't underestimate the power of baby steps. Don't underestimate the power of baby steps. I want to just emphasize, I want to reemphasize that. And thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Wynick. Exactly. Everything is possible. That's right. Yeah. It's awesome, baby. It's awesome, baby. All right. We're going to take it out of here with a song tonight. I really appreciate everyone. I think our next topic uh, next week is either going to be on mold. Because a lot of y'all eat too many grapes. Don't ask me what I mean, but you eat too many grapes. Grapes ain't what you need to be putting in your mouth, okay? You got too many raspberries going on. You wonder why your eczema is looking all crazy. And uh, a lot of y'all go to the restaurant, and the waitress is putting the the lemon in your ice water. And a lot of y'all talking about, I can just cure everything with an alkaline. I just put some lemon in my water. I just make my water alkaline. <laughs> I'm not going to let Dr. Nardi even reply to that right now, or Dr. Wynette. We're going to do a whole show, and it's probably going to be on mold and the alkaline milk. The milk, not the facts. We're going to go the milk, because it seems like everybody wants the milk about, you know, alkaline. So we're going to come up with some facts. We've already had a show about this before, but just recently, the waiter, the waiter just kept bringing lemons in my water when I was in Los Angeles. And I was like, I didn't ask you for no lemons. So it might be a lemon epidemic out here or something. He may be on the take or something. I don't know. But no, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about that in two weeks. So thank you all. Uh, next week, next Wednesday, I got a fabulous, awesome show coming up um, about the science of getting rich um, with the spiritual um, essence with uh, Dr. With Reverend Richard Bullock from Pine Bluff. I got another big show coming up August the 8th with a, uh, a mystic. From uh, out in LA that I met just recently, brother is very, 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 very spiritual, and also he just his vision and his approach as an urban mystic. I think that's going to be the name of the show is the Urban Mystic. Um, is just is just something fabulous, and, and we're looking forward to you all joining us for each and every episode. Please subscribe to my Blog Talk channel, and you will get all the notifications when we set up a show. And um, I'm just, like I said, I'm just happy and pleased that all of you came by tonight. And I thank you so much. We will be seeing you all uh, in two weeks. See you all in two weeks. Thank you so much, and God bless. Peace. And thank you, too.